you for joining us this week for Sunday worship. As a church family, we would normally be in our building and we could pass the collection plates. We share our time, our talents, and our treasure. However, since we are unable to be together, we are asking for your continued support. You can e-transfer to treasure at graceunitedhanover.ca or graceuc at whiteman.ca. Checks can also be mailed to Grace United Church, 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, N4N1V6. Thank you for your support. In Detroit, gather us in. More voices number seven. As we gather in this time of worship, may we feel God's spirit bringing us calm and centeredness and peace. May we feel God's spirit connecting us and sharing us, connecting us to the love of community all around us as we worship at home and in person. It is a blessing to be together. A couple of announcements for us today. Um, I'm back from holidays. I had a good two weeks off, a week with family and a lot of um, time with my nephews and niece at the cottage we've rented for many years in Bayfield. A lot of Uncle Tall, Uncle Tall, Uncle Tall and running around. And then a quieter week at home until we um, adopted two new kittens. As some of you know, we lost our cats. Um, our, our second cat a couple months ago and, and now we have two kittens. So it's weird to go from, well, it's different to go from a 17-year-old cat to two cat kittens that have lots of energy, but it is good. And we celebrate all the, the love that we find in all our various companions, furry and otherwise, that share life with us. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who was involved with the worship services um, for the last two weeks, the uh, Music and Worship Committee, uh, Willie Wilson, uh, Marion Boyd, and everyone who shared in that time. Um, it is great to go away and know that those services are being covered. Um, there's information about what will be happening in August, the Music and Worship team has a plan for worship, so please come and share and, or continue to worship from home and share in worship together in August after I leave. Um, we have a new banner. A big thank you once again to Joanna. Um, Joanna, you're, you're our liturgical artist for the church. Um, always provide us with meaningful and beautiful banners that help us connect to God and to community through art. So thank you so much for the new banner. As you come up the stairs, the, at the back, uh, the, the front of the church if you, for you, back of the church right now for me, um, no opposite, I don't know. Uh, the stairs at the main entrance, you come up on the left-hand side, there is um, the beautiful new banner. So thank you so much for another gift of art. 
and may it draw people into community with love. Um, you'll see a update from our worship, not our worship, our, our search team in um, the announcements under summer worship. Um, they've been hard at work. They've had several meetings, the profiles and um, uh, uh, the profiles are up online now and they're looking through um, potential applicants and reaching out to people. So a big thank you to everyone who is doing that work for our church. Um, you're in good hands as they do great work and may God bless them and um, the search. Also an announcement is the information about the farewell potluck. Um, it, it's sad to think that there's only three more worship services I share with you, um, but I'll carry that, I'll carry you with me after as well. But on July 30th, on the Saturday, um, there will be a potluck. Bring your favorite food and join us in a potluck dinner in our CE hall, um, followed by a celebration in our sanctuary. Oh, sorry, that's a Saturday. I don't know, what Adam, what time is that? There's no time. Five. So it's at 5 p.m. on Saturday, and then we'll have our worship service on the Sunday with a time of refreshment and cake following um, the service. But um, I'll say it many times, and I'm going to say it each week. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the love and care and community we've shared um, and the worship we've shared over the last almost six years. And are there any celebrations for the month of July? We're in a new month. Any celebrations we have for this month? Any anniversaries? Paul and Beth have celebrated 45 years. So happy anniversary to the two of you. Are there any other birthdays, celebrations, anniversaries, family members have graduated? Yeah. Happy birthday to Claire on July 2nd. Then let us sing happy special day to you. Happy special day to you. Happy special day to you. Happy special day. And did I miss any announcements? Are there any other or community sharings? Then as we gather in this time, we remember that we are gathered on the land covered under Treaty 45 and a half, that we are all tree people. And this place is the traditional homeland and traditional lands of the Anishinaabe, Mississauga, and Ottawa people. And we pray that God may ever lead us in building right relationship, in honesty about the past and present, in the hard work and loving work of care and healing. And let us sing together our opening hymn, This is the Day, number 412 in Voices United.
And friends, let us join our voices together from the sanctuary and from our homes as we call one another to worship and share in our opening prayer. People of God, look around you. Think of those who are at home and see the faces of those we know and love, neighbors, friends, and kindred spirit. A community of kindreds. People of God, look around you and see the faces of those we hardly know. Strangers, visitors, those we can't see, forgotten friends. The ones who need an outstretched hand. People of God, look around and see all the images of God assembled here and at home, in me, in you, and in each one of us. People of God, come, let us worship together. And we join together in prayer. We feel your welcome, gracious God, in this time of worship. You welcome young and old, all seeking peace, and all bringing over with energy. You welcome newcomers and longtime members, all seeking a familiar expression of praise and prayer, and all seeking a starting new celebration of faith. You welcome us all a welcoming God. And I invite Sandra to share with us our stories of our faith and our scripture reading for today. Good morning. The story of our faith today is a story about attempting to cross the Strait of Gibraltar from Morocco to Europe. In the past two years, the number of refugees seeking asylum in Morocco has more than doubled. Today, the country is both a transit and a host country to over 19,000 refugees and asylum seekers. Each person arrives in Morocco hoping for a better life for themselves and their family. Many attempt to cross the Strait of Gibraltar from Morocco to Europe. Some make it the 14-kilometer trip. Others don't because it proves too costly or too dangerous. To give you an idea of what the trip looks like, they get on an inflated boat, normally to hold 10 to 20, and they add more than 40 to that. And they are hoping that the wind and the manual maneuvers and God will get them to Europe. And they pay thousands of euros to get on the boat. Uh, Joseph Fritz and Emmanuel Lascindant served four years in Morocco with the United Church in partnership with Global Ministries of the Disciples of Christ. Each day, we hear of people who die trying to cross over. And a lot don't even know how to swim. Many of those wishing to cross the sea uh, and ultimately to go to Europe are still living in uh, scarcity and poverty because they've used up all their money to get to Morocco. Every count, uh, country they must cross requires fees for passage. So when arriving in Morocco, they must find a way to pay for the next part of their journey to Europe. In Morocco, your mission and service gifts support refugees and migrants by providing life-saving medication, blankets, food, clothes, and professional training. Without the help of partners, none of this 
tremendous help would be possible. Helping migrants is one of the biggest ministries in the church. We are there for the people who have nowhere else to go. This is one story of how generosity through mission and service has helped change lives. Thank you for your support. And the scripture is from Luke chapter 11 verses 1 to 13. He was praying in a certain place and after he had finished one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. So he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us to a time of trial. And then he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Don't bother me. The door has already been locked and my children are in bed with me. I cannot give up, get up and give you anything. Well, I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him what he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who receives, asks, receives. And everyone who searches, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there any among you who, if your child asks for a fish, would give him a snake instead? Or if your child asks for an egg, would you give him a scorpion? If you then, he said, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The word of the Lord. I'm going to sing a folk version of the Lord's Prayer called Hallowed Be Thy Name, and I'd like you to join me on this part. Hallowed be thy name. Let's practice. Hallowed be
Amen, and thank you, Beth. Lord, teach us to pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be blessed and enriched by God. Do you have a practice, a daily practice, a weekly practice, something that brings you comfort, strength, or purpose? Maybe it's when you get up and start your day, you pour yourself a hot cup of coffee or tea and you ease into that new day. I knew somebody at my first church that every morning he woke up before the sun rose, sat with his coffee and watched the sun rise over Lake Temiskaming. And he talked about how that brought him peace for the day. Or maybe you go for a walk in the mornings or in the evenings or you talk with a friend or a family member. Maybe you have a hobby. How many of you love digging your hands into the garden? I'm not one of those, but if you are, great. Or woodworking, or doing a puzzle, something that slows you down and unleashes your creativity, your joy, your care for creation. Maybe you have a special prayer that you pull out from time to time or every day, or maybe you do yoga or read a devotional each morning. Is there something that you do, maybe when things get difficult? Is there something that you do that helps you to savor life's blessings? These grounding acts, these grounding thoughts, and these grounding prayers are important. That's why they've been such a rich part of our faith tradition and many most religions, faith traditions, because they connect us to God, they connect us to one another, and they connect us to the blessings of creation, even, maybe even especially, when life gets difficult. Teach us to pray. In our Gospel reading, the disciples asked Jesus this simple question. The question seems strange, really, because, well, the disciples would have had many prayers to draw on from their Jewish tradition. Prayers that aren't that different from the prayer we hear today. Yet they asked Jesus for another way of prayer. Now, it's important to notice that nowhere in this Gospel or in the Gospel of Matthew's similar prayer does Jesus say that this is a replacement prayer or a better prayer than all of the other prayers that they had. They are hungry to pray, to pray like Jesus, to pray and feel connected, to pray and for the prayers to be life-changing. So Jesus offers them another prayer, another way of praying. It can seem like a strange question. These followers of Jesus who would have known many prayers, asking him to teach them to pray. But it's a question that, as a minister, I've heard many times before on many different occasions. People want to know how to pray. How do you pray? For many people, the idea of 
writing a prayer or leading a prayer in worship or at home can feel overwhelming. How do you do it? What's important? How do I do it correctly? People might ask. Jesus responds to his disciples in the Gospel of Luke with a very simple five-sentence prayer. That's it, five sentences. Notice that while this and the slightly different prayer of Jesus found in the Gospel of Matthew, if you flip to that later, you may notice that they are that these that are prayers that are the source of what we call the Lord's Prayer, they're different. This one's just five simple sentences. Father, hallowed be thy name, holy be thy name. Your kingdom, your way, come. Give us each day our daily bread, our daily needs. And forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not bring us to the time of trial. Amen. There's praise asking for the necessities of life. Daily bread literally meant bread for many people. Prayer to be led in God's holy way, the way that Jesus is revealing to them, asking for forgiveness and a reminder tied into that asking and prayer of forgiveness to forgive the debts of others, forgive what other people owe, money, favor, whatever. It's that simple. That's it, really. Speak to God, Jesus says, like a kind friend who opens the door to you in your need and gives to you. Speak to God like a loving parent who would never dream of giving you scorpions when you ask for bread or to hurt you in any way. We could break it down even further if we really wanted to. We could go through each line and have a sermon series stretching over many weeks, and that would be good. But at the core of this prayer is a moment of grounding. Grounding in God's love and care. Grounding in the vision of God for the world. And grounding in our call to respond by living and sharing God's love in the way we live. What comes to your mind when you think of the Lord's Prayer? Maybe it was something that you had to learn as a kid and recited each and every day or each and every night before you went to bed. Maybe it's a prayer you say or have said regularly in your home. Perhaps you just hear it at church. Maybe it's very important to you. Maybe it doesn't mean a whole lot to you. There are different versions of the Lord's Prayer, even in the Gospels and Different faith traditions have various lengths of the Lord's Prayer. When I was in New Liskert, a largely um, Catholic and Protestant community, when I said the Lord's Prayer at funerals, I knew who was Catholic because they would stop the prayer before the Protestants continued. There's various ways of saying this prayer. The Lord's Prayer can be hotly debated subject. For some, there's a right way of saying the prayer, and there's the definitely wrong ways of saying prayer. Some lament that it is no longer said in schools, and while others are happy that it is no longer required of students in a secular and multi-faith setting. Some churches use it each and every week, some just on special occasions, and some rarely at all. 
For me, when I think back growing up and I grew up in the church, the Lord's Prayer was a regular part of my worshiping life. The Lord's Prayer was just there in worship, a prayer to repeat like the many other prayers and creeds that we said each and every week. Important, yes, but in a very prayer book service, it was one of many prayers and creeds that we recited. My appreciation, my full appreciation for the Lord's Prayer grew when I became a minister. That's when I started saying the Lord's Prayer a lot more. That's when I discovered just how holy of an experience saying the Lord's Prayer together, even if we say it in different ways and different languages and different versions, saying the Lord's Prayer together can be a sacred moment. A couple of years into my ministry, I, I wised up a little bit, as you do each and every day. All of us wise up, hopefully, each and every day. But I started adding the Lord's Prayer to the end of my pastoral prayers with other people, especially if during these visits in hospital or people's homes, we had been discussing difficult things, health issues, grief, or more. I, in these times of openness and in these times of honesty and struggle, when we joined together in the Lord's Prayer, as we spoke together in the rhythmic words, there was a sense of holiness in that moment. There have been countless tears shed as the words were spoken together and we leaned into God's love. So for me, the, the version doesn't really matter. The words are powerful no matter how they are said. They connect to the larger teachings and assurances of our faith. But for me, it is the way that this prayer can be a holy touchstone for us that have it as a center of our faith, that's when it has the greatest meaning. Because this prayer is so prevalent in our faith, because so many people have used it throughout the generations, repeating it can open us to God's presence in times of joy and sorrow, strength and struggle. It's a window, a doorway into our entering and feeling ourselves in the midst of God's presence. I know people who have repeated this prayer to themselves when life got really difficult and they needed something to hold on to. I shared it at many funerals and experienced the rhythmic recital bringing holy calmness and peace in a difficult, difficult time. I've worshipped in long-term care homes and watched people perk up, even people who don't say a whole lot, as they share the prayer from deep within their memory, from deep within their lives and repeated over the years. This is the power of shared prayer. In knowing that all around you and throughout the generations, people have spoken the same prayer in different languages, in different ways, in different versions. In life, we need those things that ground us, that center us, that strengthen us and heal us and lead us. That's what Jesus is offering his disciples 
and us in today's gospel. What is powerful about prayer like this is that when we struggle to find words, when we are exhausted or feeling lost or hopeless, we can draw on this holy ritual of reciting the Lord's Prayer and lean into God's love, even if we are struggling to feel God's love. We can let ourselves be held by these words, the love they speak of, the life they inspire in us, and the community that shares them with us. What do you do to ground yourself? When life gets busy or difficult or uncertain, how do you stay connected, in your, centered in yourself, in God's love and in the care of community, in the blessings of creation? Do you savor that cup of coffee in the morning or go for a walk and talk with a friend, say the Lord's Prayer or different prayers or mantras that bring you peace and connect you? May prayer be a sacred grounding ritual for us, a touchstone in our lives. May it continue to open us to God's presence, to God's love, to God's vision, and our call to discipleship and a way of love and peace. May the Lord's Prayer always ground us in love, the love of God and the love of community, and lead us with hope as we walk the path of faith. For we are all, each and every one of us, gifts from God to be shared. And we are all part of the amazing things that God is always doing. Amen, and thanks be to God. I invite you to join with me in singing hymn number 567 in Voices United, Will You Come and Follow Me?
lives are filled with many gifts, many blessings that are meant to be savored and meant to be shared. And we celebrate those gifts of God that fill our lives, and we celebrate the generosity of sharing our gifts with the church, with the world. Our gifts of time, talent, love, food, relationship, and money. Our offering plate is always at the back and it's be brought up at the front of the service, up to the front soon as we sing our, there we go, <laughs> gotta flip. As we sing our offertory hymn, gather us in, thank you, Pat. What can I do? Yeah, that makes more sense. What can I do? <laughs> today is based on the Lord's Prayer. Let us pray. Our Father, Mother, Sacred Parent, who art in heaven, remind us this day that you are not only creation's architect, but you are the babe who cried for food and the teenager who knew loneliness, the adult who felt the rejection of loved ones, Hallowed be thy name. Yours is the name spun in the stars. Yours is the name whispered by the dying. Yours is the name written on all hearts. Thy kingdom come. May it be a way of peace, not prejudice. May it be a way of sharing, not grasping. May it be a way of hope, not hurting. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. May your word be more than print on a page. May your justice be more than a wish in our hearts. May your will become our deepest desire. Give us this day our daily bread. Let us taste it in the kisses of loved ones. Let it fill us in empty moments of our lives. Let it slip out of our hands to mend the brokenness of our world. And forgive us our debts as we forgive others. May those who have hurt us find welcome in our hearts, even as we have found our home in yours. And lead us not into temptation. Turn our hearts from all that separates us from you. 
from all that separates us from others, from all that leads us away from your love and your justice lived out. Keep us from thinking we are so important that we ignore those around us. Help us to always bring others to you in prayer before we bring ourselves as we do in these moments. We pray for all who are affected by fires in the Mediterranean and in BC and in other parts of this world. All who are affected by extreme heat. All who are feeling the weight of climate change. We pray for healthcare workers. We pray for support staff. We pray for all who are struggling to find care. We pray for all who are living with difficult changes in their life or are struggling in transition. We pray for our church, for our search team. We pray for those who are grieving the death of loved ones. From our Western Ontario Waterways Regional Council prayer cycle, we pray for the pastoral charge of Lion's Head and Pike Bay. From the World Community of Council, World Community of Churches, World Council of Churches prayer cycle, we pray for Djibouti and Somalia. And we offer the names of loved ones, of those who are struggling, of those who are going through difficult life situations in our prayers now. But deliver us from evil, not just great evils of war and hunger, but of ingratitude, self-love over others, pride, all those little evils that can do such great harm. For thine is the kingdom, our heart's true longing, and the power which you set aside to serve us in weakness, and the glory which we would mirror in our lives, our bodies, our minds, our souls, this day and every day forever and ever. And together we join in saying the Lord's Prayer in whatever version, whatever language, whatever variation is most meaningful to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And friends, I invite you to join with me in singing God of the Bible, More Voices, number 28.
friends, filled with God's love and the love of community, let us go out into our world. Let us go into our world living the love of Christ in our word and in our action, knowing that God goes with us, knowing that each and every one of us is blessed to be a blessing. May we see the face of Christ in everyone we meet, and may everyone we meet see the face of Christ in us. Amen.